Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm enjoying season two of Kobayashi quite a bit. Yeah, more than I expected. Yeah, no, me too. Like, I went to it, like, oh, I'm gonna watch it more. I, I enjoyed season one enough, but I was like, it was one of like, the mid QNE shows for me personally. But then, like, season two, boy. Surprisingly, like the action has been like. The action's fantastic in season quite two. Quite a bit. There's more yeah. of it, and it's animated yeah. really well. Like, oh, yeah. Not at all what I expected from that show. Mm hmm. Because, like, season one had some. Yeah, like, season one had good fights in it. Yeah, but the fights in season two are fucking sick. They're, they're a lot better in season two. Cool. I've seen a couple of them. They do look very nice. Yeah, no spoilers for that one, because I'm only on episode five. Welcome to Weebs Without Waifus, where we talk about anime and anime-adjacent things, and where loyalty means nothing. I'm your host, Noah, and joining me today is Ryan and Shiki. Hello, Ryan here. How we doing? All right, what are we talking about today, boys? It's currently the end of September. Autumn is starting to come into the air. The leaves are starting to change colors. The temperature should be getting colder, but it doesn't say that when it's 90 degrees out today. <laughs> but with the start of all these changes, there is one thing that sadly must come to an end. The summer season of anime. We watch some some good shows leave, some good shows stay, and then there's some that we're just thankful to be off the off our minds so we can forget about them in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? I forgot about them while they were still still going on. Yeah, I didn't even yeah, start them. That's, that's you. <laughs> yeah, I. So the last episode we recorded was what we planned on watching. And I think I had like five or six shows on that list. And I have started one of or I've started two of them. I watched. Joe Mokano Joe, like the first episode of it, but only the first episode. <laughs> and I'm like halfway through uh, the second season of Dragon Maid, which I'm enjoying quite a bit. Yeah, it's really good. Well, if we're talking about shows, then why don't you guys start us off with uh, Dragon Maid? Hmm? Right. Yeah, so I'm a huge KOANI fan, love all their stuff. And I think Dragon Maid is a pretty divisive one. I feel like people either like really love Dragon Maid or they're not a fan of it at all. I was like in the middle, like I thought it was good. Some of the kind of stuff was weird, but otherwise I enjoyed it. So season two is announced. So, like, oh, sick. I was most hyped for the fact that we got we get more KOANI because since the fire, they're. This is the first QNE show that's released since then. Unless I'm forgetting something. Didn't they have a movie released or am I? A movie released. Yeah, there was a movie in the meantime, but I think this is the first show since that happened. Yeah, that mistaken. sounds correct. Unless, they... like, unless I'm missing something, but it's been a while. So getting QNE back was like super hype for me. But then it turns out season two of Kobayashi is like amazing. Like they brought everything up an extra notch. Besides looting Kana, which they put down a notch. So it's like, hey, everybody wins. It's, I, I do like it a lot more than season one so far. And I quite liked season one. So I've only watched like the first four episodes as of right now. And I will say that whilst this, the first season had like this comfy, mellow vibe to it. Season mm -hmm. two doesn't, at least the first four episodes is way less comfy feeling like it's still good 
and it's still it's cute and great but it seems to be focusing on like a different tone almost mm -hmm. and it, it's but, not in a bad way it's, yeah i like it's season two way more the beginning of season two introducing ilulu it definitely has a different vibe to it but it is still really good yeah it's nice to and then the big thing about season two that we get over season one is a lot more of like character growth and looking mm -hmm. into like the characters and why they are the way they are and i think that's the best thing about season two yeah and you get that with like pretty much everybody gets a little bit of growth so it's nice to see yeah i i'm enjoying it quite a bit and then like with season one you had to introduce all of those characters like you said you do get to see some of that character growth but you also just get to see how they're like interacting like you're past the point of like things being novel and like they're falling into more like routine yep and it's i don't know it's just like it's a totally different vibe but then the action in season two it's really good like it's not at all what i expected coming from this show going in because like season one had some but it wasn't like a huge focus or like even like particularly amazing but season two like they kyo annie is like they're they want to come back with a bang and oh, yeah. actually like literally a bang in some cases. But yeah, the, the fighting and action in it is just almost every episode has a little bit of action. Yeah. At least so far. And I think that's a little bit different from the first season where like, you had like a couple of episodes where there would be some conflicts, but every, not every episode had any real action to it. So it's, I like it. It's a good direction. Yeah, it was really good. You guys are making me think maybe I should go and give season two a try. You should. It's it's you, great. You you would most like most likely like it a lot more than season one because season one had some problems. It had some creepy aspects. They're still there in season two, but they aren't there nearly as much. I agree. I just really wasn't a fan of most of the characters. One, but if they've got growth and a chance to develop, yeah, pretty much every character in season two gets development. That's good. Maybe I will throw it on my list to watch at some point now. Then it's rare that a show doesn't make it onto your watch list during when they air. Kobayashi left a sour taste in my mouth in season one, so yeah, I didn't really have a desire to go back and watch or go watch the new That's fair, that's fair. I would still say maybe wait for the uh, the Elma spinoff because that's yeah, like I, Elma is still like the best character in the show. Like I, I said this before we were recording, but I said I'll watch Dragon Maid again when the Elma spinoff manga gets adapted mm -hmm. into its own anime, even if it's just short form. I will pick that up at full speed when it comes out, if it comes out. But season two, I wasn't on my to watch list just because I wasn't a fan of season two. But is, is I'll throw Elma, it on there at this point. Is the Elma spinoff manga a, a four coma? The... I don't believe so. Nope, it's just listed as a manga. Yeah, it's huh, cool. I'm like, it's full standard manga. So, we've got good Moe slice of life. Let's talk bad Moe slice of life now, then. With a cheap pharmacist starting a drugstore in another world. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was the season. Yeah, rightfully so. The, the show is very forgettable. It's like 
take take Senko-san, make it a little bit cuter, but it's just as repetitive, except the characters actually have a little more character. Yeah. But they just reuse they use the same animations every time what's his face makes this makes a potion or a <laughs> object or shampoo. What whatever the, the vignettes uh object that he needs to make and mm-hmm. for the customer that comes in. It it he reuses like one of four animation sequences that are all the same. There's no growth for the characters. They try to introduce a character halfway through the show, and he doesn't do anything for the show even, other than just be like, he's just the he's the demon lord. At the end of every episode, showed his butler coming back with one of the one of the stamina up potions that the guy's known for, which is basically just a rock star. <laughs> so it's it's literally just an energy drink. But the kid gets addicted to it, and he's like, I want more, so he starts working for the pharmacist, and he loves the little wolf girl, and they try to make that a character growing point. It just does not hit. Hmm. Everything Hmm. about this show is a miss. I'm sorry. So it's not, like, bad, it's just boring and, like, uninspired? Yeah, it's, it is... It's kind of like Endro. Yeah, it's, it's a little worse than Endro. Like, I I would give it, like, Endro is, like, my baseline. Cute girls just do cute things, but it's not entertaining Moe. It's my baseline five Moe is, like, average. Like, I I, I do now compare all of my Moe slice of life he shows to Endro. It is, like, the true neutral of them. It is. I don't hate it, it, but I don't like it. No. Did I mind watching it? No. Would I go back and ever rewatch it, or would I recommend it to anybody in particular? If you want a true baseline litmus test, sure. Here's your uh, zero <laughs> on your litmus paper. Or is it your seven? I don't know. It's I don't know. Awesome I, taking chemistry. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember my acid. Oh yeah, Ac- acids and bases go from zero to fourteen, so it's your seven. The way Mal thinks, that's average. Yo, true. Yo. <laughs> We solved it. We we have solved it. We have solved <laughs> Mal's scoring issues. Oh, but no, I, friends. I give cheap pharmacy a four. Personally. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we want to talk scores. Scores? Oh, we can talk scores. Yeah, I'll backpedal a bit. Yeah, let's, go to, let's get your Dragon Maid score. Gave it a nine. It's my highest rated show of the season. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to rate it quite that high. I'll probably give it somewhere around a seven or eight, but I'm again I'm only four episodes in. I do want to see what I gave the first season. So I gave season one an eight. I don't have it marked as watched on my Kitsu, <laughs> so I don't really know. I gave season one a six. I'd probably be somewhere around seven for season one, but like, I haven't watched it since it aired, so that's like a very stale rating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I would say season two is like just like better in basically every category than season one. Yeah. So it's like an eight or it's probably an eight or eight and a half for me. What else we got, Ryan? Uh, let's talk, I guess. Uh, no, let's talk a show that's almost done, but still currently airing. It's got one episode left because it had to delay mid season for one episode. Uh, and that's Map- Mappa's latest project, Remain. 
uh, water polo. Overall, show's been solid. I'm like, it's an amnesia story handled well at the beginning. It's handled super well at the beginning because the guy's honest. The guy's afraid that he's going to get his memories back and he's going to lose all of his other memories that he's made in the year span, three years or the uh, year span since his accident. Cause wh- the, why does so many amnesia stories think that that's how amnesia works? No, the thing is, he gets reassured by his doctors and he verifies and says that's not going to happen. Oh, good, good. <laughs> that it like, happens what what <laughs> that's not uh pretty sure that's yeah. not how amnesia works like like i said it handled amnesia well in the beginning <laughs> literally then, assures the audience this isn't how we're gonna handle it proceeds to handle it that way yeah <laughs> yeah he gets in a car accident before the show starts that's where the show picks up is he's recovering from the car accident that caused him to lose three years worth of his memories. He gets his three years of his memories back, gets in a bike accident right after he gets his memories back, loses, retains the three years, so he doesn't actually forget what happened through that. It he just opens up a brain wound, he gets Amnesia 2.0. Amnesia 2 electric boogaloo. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's not handling it the worst way, but it's handling it the That's second bad. worst way. That's bad. <laughs> That's pretty bad. But honestly, uh, out, outside of that, it's got a good character story. It's got a good cast of characters, and they all play well off of each other for the most part. Like I said, I'm waiting on the last episode for it. It's probably currently sitting at like a six, Okay. which is honestly usually pretty good for me. Lately, <laughs> rough. God, I, I feel like I get really bad if like I had to sit through an amnesia story. I'm like, okay, all right, they got through it, and all of a sudden they're like, psych amnesia again. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Speaking of shows about forgetting, can I talk about a show that I want to forget now? Yeah, yes. Uh, Detective is already dead. How did I know? <laughs> <laughs> Because I've been talking about it the entire season while it aired. And I think we were at, like, episode three when we recorded yeah. the look-ahead part. Yep. And I, I'm pretty sure I voiced my grievances on this mystery story doesn't know how to be a mystery story. Because it either gives everything to you via iv it straight into your bloodstream, or they leave out way too much information, or they just don't care okay i definitely know this show's back because i pulled it up on mal i looked at the scores and i saw that one of our other friends gave it a five that's when you know it's bad oh yeah yeah (laughs) orange gives it a five it's not good i i have had several discussions with him as we've watched episodes and it's oof yeah I still can't believe that he tried to argue with me at the beginning of the season that this show isn't a mystery show. It's not trying to be a mystery show. Why is it? Why does everyone think it's a hey, mystery show? In, in his defense, it was so bad at being a mystery show that he thought it wasn't. I I guess so. <laughs> that was a legitimately okay. funny conversation to listen in on because, like, I had already heard your rant at that point. And I'm just like, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we talked about it. At Chick-fil-A that day. The day after I had that rant. Yep. 
Yeah, that show couldn't have turned itself around if I, I don't know how that show could have turned itself around to be anything decent. It just wasn't. Nothing good came from that show. Even the music sucked. <laughs> really? The, the the only good thing that came from that show is the appearance of two Holo Live members in it in one episode for 30 seconds because they were running an idle TV show. <laughs> only good thing that came out of that show for those 30 seconds with I think it was Fubuki and Holo Live cameos are always appreciated. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised by its score on Mal though. It's still at like it's a 6-4. I feel like it yeah. should be lower. Because I feel yeah. like I've only heard I've only heard people talk shit about this show. Yeah, huh. but we've still be weaves and still rate stuff relatively high. Yeah, I feel like someone would talk about how garbage a show was, so that I'd give it a six. Because, like, to a lot of people, just for whatever reason, to a lot of people, a six is, like, a garbage show. It's like, well, then well then give it a four or a three. You don't give it a six. A six means it's good still. Yeah, if this show's so bad that it's garbage <laughs> and it's a six, what does it take to be a three on your list? <laughs> because I've got shows that are, this is a show that is in contention for being a three on my list. Yeah. Oh boy. Thinking three. That, that bad. Well, I'm thinking it's in between that and uh Seirei Gensoka Gensoki or Spirit Chronicles. Oh yeah, two candidates for or for lowest rated show this season. Yikes, you have two South of Fives this season. Oh, I have at least two South of Fives this season. Oh. I mean I, I have one that's a five. I'll get into that after I talk Spirit Chronicles since I segued into that. Yeah. I guess. So, <laughs> Isekai Trash. Fun Isekai Trash. OP protagonist. Discount We've seen it before. Too. Like I said in the previous episode for the preview, I told I called that this kid was going to grow up to be D Discount Kirito. He ended up having the same voice actor as Kirito. And then the story just kept following every little type of plotline in various opposite orders that Reki Kawahara had ever put into SAO. <laughs> oh boy. Somebody's yeah, a Reki Kawahara fan. Yep. I can I can summarize this show with two of the latest memes that we've had. Hey, can I borrow your homework? Can I look at your homework? Yeah, but don't copy it too uh too closely, said to the uh Spirit Chronicle author. Then <laughs> The kid's hungry. He's like, Mom, we have SAO. Mom says, we have SAO at home. <laughs> SAO at home is Spirit Chronicles. It's so, what so what you're saying is you would rather watch, and by watch, I mean suffer through all of SAO than watch Spirit Chronicles again. I would rather watch SAO five times over than watch Spirit Chronicles ever again. There are parts of SAO I don't mind, and parts that I find absolutely abhorrent and hate second half of the first season yeah, yeah. uh alfheim one sucks i think i would rather rewatch alfheim oh wow scratch that i would rather rewatch excalibur Ooh. oh then rewatch spirit chronicles that's fired that is that's a that's a spicy take so basically spirit chronicle is like sao but just the bad parts 
Times five. Times okay. Five. Okay. All right. So, so All it's right. five times worse than the worst parts of Sao. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd agree with that. The, the only thing that good that came out of this, I like trying to find a silver lining in my show, no matter what it is. This one, I at least found something that had a redeeming quality to it, and it's the ending. The ending. Yeah. the ending's a banger. Elderflower is a pretty solid song. Oh yeah, it is. Really? Love Live used to be making good music. Yeah. Who would have thought? I don't know if the the ending is enough to save the show. I mean, it isn't by any means. The ending or opening being the one thing you like was that you could enjoy it totally detached from the show. You don't have to worry about the show at all anymore. Exactly. So the show can't bring it down for you. Official Weebs Without Waifu Spotify playlist when? I mean, you could do that. Maybe at some point. I'm cool with it. All right. Talk about one of the uh, season, uh, sequels that we watched this season. So we want to talk about My Hero or Villainous? Lime, Otome. <laughs> we got three to choose from. Which one do we want to bang out? No, which one do you want to hear us talk about? <laughs> I'm curious about uh, My Hero, because I'm still stuck somewhere halfway through season one. Or not season one, season two. That's fair. So, My, My Hero Academia Season 5. Yeah, I think My Hero Academia Season 5, the first arc of it, is the worst arc in all of My Hero so far, anime-wise. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it's just... Nothing, it's slow, nothing really happens. The only fight that really meant anything was the last one. Because it's basically a series of five fights between class A and B. And it's just not, it's just not great. Yeah, fights one, four, and five actually had some sort of meaning in it. Just because they were the central fights for basically this show's big Three characters being Todoroki, Deku, and Bakugo. Mm -hmm. Was was Todoroki five or a fight one? Todoroki wasn't one, no, because he wasn't. Well, he didn't fight with Shinso. No. One was Shinso was on Class A's team. Yeah, that's the big Shinso fight. Fight four is a good fight for Bakugo just because it shows his actual character growth to actually be looking out for his teammates and actually yeah. having a team first mindset while still being the egotistical asshole that he is yeah he's still a piece of shit but he's doing it with a team first mindset still he's like the biggest quote out of him is I'll save you you save me mm -hmm. yeah something like that because like, I don't even think Todoroki's fight was very even that good. He got like outshined by Ida, and Ida's like stuff wasn't yeah. even that cool. I liked Ida in that fight. I mean, it was cool. Yeah, he was the best part of that fight, but it was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. We already kind of got that from Ida at this point. Like, yeah, he's back to being good boy and gonna save people instead of his whole revenge shit with Stain, and it's just kind of like doubled down on it. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It was. That wasn't the greatest. Just not a great arc. Yeah, overall, very slow arc. And then they followed it with some awkwardly paced and inserted filler. Yeah, yeah, the middle the middle of season five was also bad. Like, the transition between the first, like, because I think there's two major arcs. Like, they could have had, they had two filler episodes. And they sandwiched 
a canon episode that was rather important to development of a of uh the Todoroki family. They sandwiched it in between two filler episodes. When they could have just delayed mm-hmm. delayed that episode and after the second filler episode had back to back filler episode weeks and it would have been a lot better. Yeah, the saving grace of season five was the villain arc. Yeah, no, my uh, my villain academia, as all of the fans call it, is basically just the name of the arc. Mm-hmm. And it's it's understandable why it's a beloved arc and a lot of fans like number one or number two arc. Yeah, you finally take the camera away from Deku. Like, not that I hate Deku. He's like not super interesting, but I don't hate him or anything. But it's nice not to have the camera pointed at him for a whole arc. Honestly, Deku's very bland and boring for the most yeah. part. He's like a six out of ten character. <laughs> yeah. He's a six out of he's a six out of ten character that's got seven out of five works. <laughs> right. Yeah, out of all like the big shonens, he's probably like the least interesting like shonen protagonist. He's definitely not that yeah. yeah. He's not a big he's a good boy. Yeah, I, I don't mind him. Like, I don't him. Boy. He's just not very interesting. Yeah, I, I Deku doesn't make like my top ten favorite my hero characters list. Yeah, yeah he, he also make my top ten. But he also either. doesn't make my top five worst my hero academic. Yeah, me too. He'd list. be like such like a he's like he's an such average. A, he's mid, such a mid ground character. Mid. He's just mid, dude. Vanilla ice cream of shonen protagonists. Yeah, I don't even know if I'd call him ice cream. He's like a popsicle, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think he's like, yeah. Sugar-free popsicle. <laughs> he's not that bland. <laughs> coming, uh, from a guy, coming from a guy who lived off the, two of the, uh, a couple of months in the last two years off popsicles, he's not that bland. Yeah, that's true. He's got a little bit of flavor to it, just not much. The flavor is? What? Spice. Spice. And we did have have a spicy show this season. How spicy was it? Master Girlfriend Spicy. Yeah. But we did have Mother of the Goddess Dormitory. <laughs> hey, hey. The show had some spice. And I know the, nothing about the, this show. In in the sense of nudity spice. Also had a lot of actually genuine wholesome moments. And it had a very wholesome finale that actually made me sad. Like, I was like, wow, I never thought I was going to feel this about this show at any point going through it. <laughs> so surprised you? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's really just boys down on his luck, his house burned down, he needs somewhere to live, ends up getting brought into a college girl's dormitory to be the house mother. So he's got a job and a house and he still gets to go to school and stuff. The girls are quirky. Everyone's got their own little thing. Nothing. No one's honestly like super stereotypical. Like everyone's like a stereotype, but they're not your normal stereotypes for the most part, with the exception of the uh, who's afraid of men. <laughs> you got you got one of them, but other than that, everyone else is kind of one note. But their one notes are different than what the normal one notes are. So I'll take that. But you actually just end up getting through some random moments of actual kind-heartedness. Oops. 
Nice. Uh, that I can get behind. The accidental, incidental looting of a younger teenage girl was something I could do without in most situations. Yeah. yeah. Not about. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, they didn't, like, harp on it too long. No, it's like, oh, her top got flipped up in something. Oh, well. Play real quick for it. Yeah. Inc- incidental stuff does happen, but it's not something that they pandered to the audience with or anything. Like, it happened in the average flow of the show, so I'm not going to complain about it. Like, it wasn't necessary. It was forced or negligent, but it wasn't needed and necessary yeah. either. But it didn't detract anything from what was going on. <laughs> to be honest, so I gave it a six. It's It was better than I expected. I expected it to be my dumpster fire of the season. It was slightly better. I expected it to be a five. If it was better, I gave it a six. Okay, so you're a pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But only slightly. Actually trash. <laughs> <laughs> eh. I, I do love me my etchy trash, but you you gotta have more than just TNA to get a score when you when you're at your trash. Yeah, fair. Back in high school, I used to watch like every single etchy trash that Crunchyroll would have the rights to, and so like my my uh, shows list is just like half of it is just crap, like awful <laughs> garbage shows. Wait, are you insinuating that Infinite Stratos is garbage? Infinite Stratos <laughs> is the best of the garbage. Thank you. Actually, it's right behind Keijo. <laughs> Keijo is legitimately a great anime, and everybody should watch it. Oh, we'll fight everybody that disagrees. Fight me. I was, I was able to get my non-weeb roommate to watch that and enjoy it. If he can enjoy it, I heard you mention Infinite Stratos, though. Yeah. What's Infinite Stratos known for? French Poodle. Oh, that's just me. Oh, Density. Oh. There we go. I see where <laughs> you're going with this. I see where you're going with this. The a dense, object a dense hero man. protag. Yep. Ichika has been given a run for his money on the densest harem protagonist that in is anime. True. That is true. Ryan, I feel like you, you picked up what I was laying down. Do you want to take it from here? Yep. We can talk about the second season of Villainous with our dense, dense, dense protagonist, Katarina. Another great no, season. You, no, no. This at some point, right? I, I'm probably going to watch it on short order. So, yes. Okay, okay. So we won't go super into detail with it. But we won't, won't give any details, but some... Of the characters finally get a little bit more forward with Katarina. Some, but most of them get a little more forward well, in think, some way, I shape, think, or form. I think two specifically get much more forward than the others. But. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll say three. Okay, yeah. Even then, Katarina is still confused and doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Plus we, get she's the introduction, plus, we get the introduction of a couple new characters. Yeah. And one of, them, one of them is very forward, very much so up front. <laughs> yeah. But he's yeah. great. 
He was a he was a he was a really good character. Yeah, he was a great addition of the second season. And then we get a couple of good just additions to the side cast, mm-hmm. and a couple um, of good subplot lines. What's uh that girl's name that had like the crush on Katarina? I liked her. She was also part of the best Yuri in the show. Yeah, <laughs> the best Yuri wasn't from the sure. main harem. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember her name, but she was good. Yeah. And I think uh, Linus had one of the best like you know announcements. Had a really good announcement. Oh yeah, no. The way the they, yeah, the way they set up for the movie that's upcoming was phenomenal. Yeah, I like when they and can that, like seamlessly blend it into the show naturally. Yeah, and they did that really well. That was indeed a good way to go about. Right, because that got a that's getting a movie. Yeah. Yes. No, oh. no timeline yet for the movie, but mm-hmm. movie uh, indeed. Yeah. Is... So I got some time. I wonder yeah. if we'll get that in theaters in the states. Probably not, to be honest. No. Yeah. It's not. It's not a big enough IP. I don't think. Yeah. Probably I mean, not. we did. I, I guess we did get the Shirobako movie though this year. Yeah. That's that's also not a big. But this is also a Crunchyroll spot. That might help a bit. I don't know. Eleven Arts is the one who brought over Shirobako, so yeah. Eleven Arts does a lot of their stuff, a lot of stuff when it comes to bringing stuff over. So mm-hmm. it depends who Crunchyroll partners with. I think because Crunchyroll doesn't normally bring stuff over by itself. Hmm. So we want to talk about our probably heavier discussion focused show. The one that me and Ryan are probably going to talk about the most is uh, Remake Our Life. Is it Remake Our Life or Remake Our Lives? What is it? Our Life. Our Life, yeah. Your yeah, Life. Remake Your Life. Our? That's our. It's Jesus our. Jesus Christ. Google lied to it's me. Life. Yeah, Google lied to me, sorry. But, yeah, good show. I just finished it today. I finished it yesterday. I mean, it did. it just ended on saturday so mm-hmm. it makes sense that we had just finished it yeah yeah this was the show the season that i ended up just binging i watched 11 and then realized oh shit i'm caught up now and i have to wait like a week for this last episode now but... yeah it's remake is definitely one of my top two favorite new ips this season so it's in the contention for my anime of the season because i don't like putting yeah sequels as I mean... Considering considering I only have two actually new IPs, it would be mine too, but <laughs> Yeah, I mean uh, I've got I've got a little bit more on mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Solid show. I really liked it. Characters were cute, like the interactions. I had a couple problems with it, but I still enjoyed it. That's I've got two issues of forced drama that the show could have very easily done without. Yeah, I know I know. I know one you're going to talk about, but I'm interested to know what the other one is. Yeah, so the first one that you do know and I think you agree upon is there's no reason for Nanako to have a romantic subplot with uh, Kyoya. Yeah. With Hashiba. Yeah. There's yeah, it's no forced. reason, and yeah. that part was very much forced. Like, <laughs> they've got a great friendship. Yeah. The weird thing that threw me off the most is, like, I feel like they were setting up, like, 
kind of like flirty banter between her and Shirayuki, like most of the season. And then yeah. like all of a sudden she's like, damn, I want to be with Kyoya. It's like, wait, what? Where did the whole like Shirayuki stuff come like go? Oh, because they introduced. Oh, because they. Well, the reason they had to do that is because they needed to introduce Shirayuki's fiance. That's probably why. There's and there's my second biggest issue. Yeah, all the time with Shirayuki. She's not needed. His fiance yeah. is not needed at any point whatsoever. She does not drive any part of the show, good nor bad. Her existing kind of like exacerbates the first issue because I feel like they purposely didn't make Nanako and Suryuki romance a thing at all because they're like, oh, we're going to have this fiancé to like be a... Like, because his motivation would have been exactly the same if she was there or not. Yeah. So, yeah. Her, his his motivations would have been the exact same. The only other thing that I'm like, you can't have them hook up is because it would also alter the timeline later down the line. Well, yeah. That's that's also just the repercussions of something that Kyoya would have potentially had to live with when mm -hmm. he got flashed forward and uh, needed to come to realizations with the other stuff that happened and learn to be... It could be a bad word. So what, you, what What were your other issues? I'm curious. I think my problem, like, I like Kyoya. He's a cool character, but, like, he's such a kind of generic white knight MC. Like, he solves everybody's problems. And I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I actually like that about him in this scenario specifically. I mean, I like how they, they address what white knighting can do. I think that's cool. Like they actually like do something somewhat interesting with it. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I'm okay with it mm -hmm. because it isn't a pro in his situation. It is his yeah. flaw that he is able to come to everyone's rescue. Yeah. Like that that is what flaws his character fundamentally. Mm -hmm. And that is the basis of what changed everything about the future to take everyone off of the path of being the Platinum Trio or whatever they were. The Platinum, platinum generation. generation. Yeah. Yeah. It's what took everyone off of that from mm -hmm. being there. Yeah, so like it, it's what drove the drama yeah. is white knighting. Which I, I didn't have an issue with that. Mm -hmm. Also, was it episode 10 or episode 11? I think it was episode 11. We waited so fucking long for that Kawasegawa confession. Ah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kawasegawa, true best girl, let's be real. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, Shinawaki, Kawasegawa, won't fault you for choosing either of them. I'm a big Shinawaki fan, personally. Yeah, I really like Shinawaki, too. I, think, I mean, honestly, all three girls are really good. I don't think there's a wrong option. They're all really good. There isn't really a wrong choice unless mm -hmm. you're going to choose the, the manager that he ends up putting in charge of the social media oh. page. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think she was cloying for his heart at any point, considering he was no. married in that timeline, but... No, I just think she's funny. She's a good Yeah, she was funny, though. yeah. I know, I think all the, they're all the good characters. Yeah, no, there's no... I don't think there's a poorly written character in that show mm -hmm. like there are everyone has flaws which is good nobody is perfect 
even though Kyoya very much so seems to be perfect. You're waiting to see what's going to be his screw-up. And mm -hmm. once you hit episode 7, you know what his screw-up yeah. is. I think the only thing with me is, like, it's like when it flashes forward and you learn that, like, all three of them aren't doing anything anymore, it makes sense from, like, Aki and Nana's perspective, because, like, it's like, okay, after all these years, these things, like, built up, and then they, like, fell out of it. But I think it's kind of like, Tsuriyuki really gave up after, like, doing one project with this dude. I feel like that was kind of like, really? You gave up after one project where, like, you had to compromise on your work? This is the only one that forced me. You have to take into account, too, though, that Kyoya's first idea for their group project is one of his story from later in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that shows the speed yeah. of him starting to... It's not so subtle, but it is something that very easily gets looked over. But yeah, I fully agree that Tsuriyuki dropping out of school after after like a semester, basically, like, after after basically semester, two yeah. failed attempts. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't know somebody who is going to be a prodigy like thrown in the bucket after one semester. But it's also just a kick in the teeth to all of the work that they did in the two episodes leading up to that to make yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know the whole Tsuriyuki thing kind of left like a poor taste in my mouth. Yeah. I think he, I think out of all the main characters, he was handled the worst. Yeah, like I can, like for I sure. can, I can agree with that. But the show set up everything that it needed to. Yeah. to I don't think there's like any like potholes or anything like that. But, yeah. There's nothing that wasn't left open. Mm -hmm. That well, yeah, there was it, a lot left. There, yeah, there was it's plenty very, left. It's very, open, it's very open ended. <laughs> But it was left open in a way that it could very easily continue. Yeah, I don't know where this too. where this finish season one compared to its light novels. Mm -hmm. uh, the light novels aren't licensed anywhere either, sadly, so I can't pick them up and read them because this is a show I would actually go read light novels for. Mm -hmm. Which is saying a lot, in my opinion, because I hate reading light novels. I will read <laughs> all of the manga in the world, but light novels are just something I can't get behind yeah. most of the time. I'm not a light novel guy. But this is a show I would go and read. Also, also let's uh let's just uh in the end credit setup where they're just flashing around and showing up random stuff. Who the fuck let accelerator into art school? <laughs> Did yeah. you catch that, Ryan? I think I, I, yeah, I think I think I know what the, you're talking the, about. The guy in the black and gray shirt with the white hair and red eyes. Huh. Does that Price not sound me. like Accelerator to you, Noah? Yeah. <laughs> nope, that's, that's, that's Accelerator. Also, pouring out for Maki Hashiba. You, yeah. You had, good, you had a good run. You had a, you had a good run, child. Poor girl. <laughs> you, poor, you poor, poor thing. You, you no got... longer exist. Oh, hopefully, they can end up back together. You would think, I, yeah. I don't think that it's impossible. Like, he did enjoy that part of his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was kind of funny. It's like, oh, I need oh, yeah. to do one oh. more thing. <laughs> I need to Bye go daughter. say goodbye to some people. Bye, uh, daughter, that I just met. Like, how about ago. Thanos snap? Damn. <laughs> yeah. Also, Keiko being the uh, god in this oh, case. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was. I think there's going to be more I, with that. I or if it's I just like so. convenience that it's just like a character. I wonder if that. Wonder how we're gonna do with that. I, I wonder, don't if, she's know gonna, if... I wonder if she's gonna have like some kind of connection to like 
original timeline him or something like that. I don't know. Hopefully they do something more with that. And yeah, I don't like know. MacGuffin, like, I don't know. Honestly, if she is, I kind of hope they handle her the way that uh, Kokoro Connect handed Heart handled the uh, Heartseed. Yeah, she just like shows up when like necessary. Yeah, which is what she's done. Like, hey, yeah, so far, she's, yeah. she kind of just pops out of nowhere to be like, hey, let's I can uh, lend you the name for the club mm-hmm. to get your project off the ground a little bit, and then she ends up with Hashiba when Tsuruyuki leaves and he wakes up, bam, next time he's waking up, he's 12 years in the future. Also, I found it weird that when he jumped back forward in time, he jumped 12 years, two years past his original timeline. Yeah. It's an interesting take. Mm -hmm. It was a take I enjoyed, but it was interesting. Right. Episode five. Oh yeah, we had a God knows cover. I was trending for a weekend on Twitter. (laughs) Our world in our Lord and Savior year of 2021, instead of you know 2007 when Haruhi aired, or 2008. Yeah, Yeah, so we had a Haruhi cover. We also had a Rurouni Kenshin cover. Probably another one. There's probably another one that I missed, but those are the two I picked up on. Want to briefly talk about slime? Uh, sure. Yeah, we can talk slime. More slime. Slime, slime the, the good. There is <laughs> Ava reference. Yeah. Good old congratulations just, circle. Congrats. Insert applause here. Just congratulations. But yeah, no. That was it's a... just good season. Just falls to the wall pretty much the whole season. They had the like the meeting in the beginning for like two or three episodes, and then it was just like nonstop action yeah you you start off with political setting up your political bases with neighboring countries and how they're going to handle a couple of things following the birth of rimaru the newbie demon lord i like that that's how they label him yeah newbie newbie. yeah this title pretty much i wish i had liked slime i dropped the first season like two-thirds of the way through Mm -hmm. it just gets better uh, keeps it just keeps getting better i don't know why but i just didn't like the characters in the show i mean if you don't like the characters then it's probably probably won't like it going forward but i I I can't even like articulate why i don't really like it i just don't i mean that's how i felt with kobayashi season one for the most part so i get it yeah. Something just doesn't resonate with you. It's not gonna resonate with you and you're not gonna enjoy it a whole lot. Some hit, some miss. Slime somehow managed to fit all of the action that it needed to, while still throwing in all of the comedic nature yeah. and a no, couple it's of like, the one liners that it's yeah, well it's off good. and known for. Yeah, it's great. They like they blend that together really well. Like you'll be a serious fight and then like Good comedic timing will happen, and it you'll, just yeah, feels so. And it just feels so natural. It doesn't feel out of place, and that was great. You'll be you'll be just finishing up a huge fight with zombie dragons and a witch and everything, and the witch comes back and he's like, "I want to serve your new uh, leader as my new god." <laughs> <laughs> you want to simp, simp for Shuna? Yeah, but no, yeah, it's a really good one. 
or or you know you're just in the middle of a death match and Veldora pops up out of nowhere, gets clonked in the head, and then starts firing off Hadoukens. Yeah, and the reason that he popped out of nowhere wasn't because he wanted to help Rimuru. It's because he wanted to know what was going to happen in the next volume of the manga that Rimuru gave him. <laughs> it's the only reason he interrupted this very important fight. Yeah. Because what happens in the next chapter? R- Rimuru and Milam in the middle of a huge fight that Milam's just doing to have fun. Yeah, right. Literally. That's great. Or just Dio getting Aura Aura to fucking death. Oh, that was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) God, watching Clayman Clayman get his ass kicked was so fun. Yeah, when you pointed out that Clayman's voice actress was Dio, I'm like, oh, it makes it even better that he got fucking Aura Aura'd. Hilarious. Yeah, Shion just oral auras in Timbuktu. It's great. There's another show I watched this season that had similar story beats to, you know, Running Kingdoms. Oh, I guess. I think I know what you're talking uh, about. Yeah, how the, how the realist hero rebuilt the kingdom. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's in the same veins as both of those technically like Amagi styled of building but more of the setting of slime and that ends up proceeding further in the second half of the first core because it also got a part two announced for it after it finished airing Mm -hmm. which is nice I'll take more of it uh I gave the show a solid six and a half and would gladly take more of it All of the characters were rather well flushed out. Motivations were mostly solid. Uh, Unlike how the detective is already dead, it had some mystery elements that you weren't really clued in on a lot of stuff, but you figured something was probably going on in the background because, you know, a lot of political intrigue going on and foreseeding measures happening. Like there's a there's one point at the end of an episode where one of the men so there's inside of the country that Soma takes over uh he doesn't take over that he's given the crown for there's there's the crowned king and then there's the three generals basically or the three dukedoms underneath him own shares of land inside of the kingdom that they basically kind of run on their own and each of those dupes are also in charge of a military force. Like, one has the air force, one has the army, one has the navy. And then the king has his own special... He has the magic unit of the army, basically. So everyone... it's, It's got its checks and balances, basically. Like, the three dukes have the rights to overthrow the king if the king does something wrong. The king has the right to try and kick out the dukes if the dukes are being assholes. Hmm. Like, it's got a solid political background and structure to it. But they end up having a small civil war because Soma outed a bunch of corrupt officials when he took over. And one of the Dukes ends up taking them in 
but at the end of an episode, one of that Duke's men pulls Soma to the side in the meeting of a in the middle of a court meeting, basically, of the King's Court. And Soma sends the rest of the court out and it just cuts as they're having their discussion. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then they kind of push it to the background for a couple of episodes while they're setting up the rest of this civil war. And then the Civil War starts panning out. You find out, oh, there was actually a plan for all of this that happened in one way, shape, or form. And that was what was set up in that prior meeting. So like, it's kind of out of left field, but it's foreshadowed well enough that it doesn't matter, really. And then it gets explained well enough that it's actually a solid way to go about doing it. I don't know if you guys get what I'm saying here. Yeah. But the show's got... It, it's not an outstanding show by any means, but it's definitely not a bad show. And it's one I am looking forward to the second season of. It was the second season already announced? Yeah, it was It was announced right after. It didn't, it didn't have the tie-in type. It did. In the actual like show itself, like, season two... No, it, yeah, the official Twitter page okay. for the account, or official one of the official social media pages. For I mean, it. I feel like if they're not going to tie it in well, I'd rather have them do that than just like the end card yeah. be like next season. Like that's yeah, it's coming like, soon. Yeah. It will be continued. Yeah. Like, unless you're going to tie it no, in well, just, I don't just don't even bother doing that. Yeah, it just had a uh, social media post okay. for uh, part two announced, and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm for it. I'm gonna. How about I uh, just speed run some of the other stuff then? Unless, Vicky, you want to talk about Jahi for a hot minute since it's still airing and we're both watching it? We can talk a little bit about Jahi, yeah. Okay, I, so. I will also marathon that one. I really want to watch Jahi. It's very I mean, cute. you've got Jahi. You've got it's going to be 20 episodes long, so. And it's yeah, on episode yeah. 8 right now. I like yeah, it. I can get caught pretty quickly. It's... I think it's slightly underrated. What's what's this? Well, now? I, it's it's gone up since where uh started, I guess. The seven one two. Yeah, like it started I mean, out. Like it sits as it sits right now. I'm probably gonna give it a seven. They're yeah, not doing anything uh, like, like it's crazy, but like it's it's fun. It's fun I don't enough. think it has. I don't think it has to do anything. Crazy. Yeah, no, it doesn't have to do anything crazy. But I like Jahi. The sidekick yeah, is it's, okay. It's, I think it's at about like a seven five for me personally currently. I'm like currently I like, kind of only like 50-50 on like the side cast of characters. Some of them are just kind of yeah. like existent. I don't really. I, I like a lot more. I like a lot more of the human side cast. I don't really enjoy any of like the demon. Yeah. Really. Yeah. They could be, honestly be better without that. Some point. Yeah, I think if we just had more of Jahi at work and Jahi fighting with her landlord. Yeah, those are like the great. best of yeah, but I'm still enjoying it well enough. She's cute. Yeah, it's it's very gets cute. Into fun hijinks. So the latest episode we watched with the little boy just being an asshole and yeah. then a pervert when she transforms. Was yeah, great. that was great. She tries to like intimidate him, transforms, then she's like, he's like, you pervert. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. That was a good one. Yeah, the unexpected wholesome, like, little girl, like, it's important to you, I'll help. <laughs> yes, that was very good. 
speedrunning some of the rest of the shows I have watched. Uh, Mahoka spinoff, very slow at the beginning. Uh, gets better as it goes on, and it doesn't keep retelling story bits from the first season of Mahoka. Probably like a five and a half, six out of ten. Peach uh, Boy Riverside, edgy. The timeline in the show itself is a complete fucking mess. Uh, if you like edgy, trashy, it's not even trashy, I guess. Edgy, fun. Nah, not even fun necessarily. Uh, just edgy violence, it's there. Characters are rather one note for the most part. Uh, five and a half. Girlfriend, girlfriend. Uh, Noah has this on his radar. Yeah, you watched the first episode. I like uh, it. I like the first I, episode. I, I literally called like a couple episodes in where season one was going to end and on all of its story beats. Since Noah's watching, I'm not going to go any further. I am caught up on what's released for its manga. It's dumb fun. From comedy if you like that it's it is excessively stupid like the first episode it's like stupid but in a goofy way it's stupid in a way that's kind of charming <laughs> charmingly stupid charmingly yep. stupid is how i would describe it like you're just like wow this is totally a thing that happens and yeah it's i don't know that's just like i've only watched the first episode but it was a, uh, it was quite the ride uh, one of my two biggest surprises for this season, I think I'll talk my two biggest surprises of the season, I guess, now, and I'll end with, which is one of my two surprises. Uh, Dungeon Black Company. I didn't know what to expect going into this. It seemed kind of like Konosuba-esque. Neat guy gets forced into another world, has to work away around stuff. Uh, hijinks ensue. That That is the general plot of the show. Nino Mia, the main character, is more of an asshole than Kazuma, but he's also a very forward-thinking man and always has a plan, much unlike Kazuma. But it ends up that's a that's another show that has it's got a weird time travel subplot at one point. Oh yeah? Yeah. Like he's just minding his own business, trying to make money in the dungeon. He finds or yeah, he ends up finding a relic in the dungeon. It ends up transporting him into the future where it is revealed that the managers of one of the dungeons ends up basically taking over the company that runs all of the dungeons and runs the world into absolute chaos and despair basically so he gets set in of uh stop her from taking control of the company so he founds his own little mini company just outside of the company uses a bunch of modern age, like 21st century tactics 
for like running a business yeah. uses all of those in a rather primitive scenario world where those te- practices make no sense and it's basically slave labor union or no union slave labor no luck whatsoever if you're your corporate drones is what everyone is basically yeah so he takes uh some some fresh tidbits of information founds his own company rises to the top there and ends up just taking over the company essentially and says yeah i don't feel like going back to japan i want to expand the company's power and reach to take over the entire world now <laughs> i'm like okay if this ever got more i'm in for it Solid seven. It's a solid seven. It had fun comedy, good characters, some fun music. Was not a fan. They used the same song for the ending the entire time, but they went from this really cute kind of just journey across for the first like six episodes in 2D to some really janky, awkward 3D models of two of the girls dancing. And I wasn't for it. <laughs> oh, there was something we forgot to mention about the jo- about Jockey too, Ryan, that I really like. The that has a whole live ending. Yeah, whole live ending. <laughs> yeah, it was something. I'm like, it's got. I'm oh, like, it's really? got a whole live unit doing the ending. It's got a uh, Nene, Subaru, and is it Sakura? I think it's Sakura. Miko. I think it's her. But I guess using a segue from there, uh, idols sing and dance. So you know what else has singing and dancing in it? Theater. Oh yeah, Kageki Shoujo. Kageki Shoujo. It's yeah, it's it's definitely up there. It's a seven and a half, eight, probably an eight. Looking back on it, it definitely deserves an eight, I think. But I know you're planning to watch some point yeah. or at least check it out probably so i'm not gonna go point. i'm not gonna go super detailed on my stuff here but it's uh it's about coca which is a form of theater with an all-female cast what the the role is classical plays primarily Everyone that is cast, it's an entire female cast, and they've got four different types of characters. Basically, you fit into one of four categories. You want to fit into one of four categories for the trope. True. True. And you go to school for two years. You do your song and your dance lessons and your general history lessons and some school stuff. Which is kind of weird because to join the troop, you can be anywhere from like a 15 year old girl to like a 23 year old. Like, so I don't know what all really gets entailed in a lot of the schooling unless you're learning the history of the troop. I don't know. They never talk about that part. They're like, hey, yeah, we're in class. I can't pay attention to my lecture because I'm stressed out about something. Yeah. But the show tackles a lot. The the show in the beginning tackles a lot of 
themes that I never really expected the show to talk about. Like, it tackles unwanted fan interaction, some other pretty dark stuff. It tackles a lot of a lot of mental health nice gets see. tackled in it. Uh, Interesting. There's, there's, there's an eating disorder which is tackled in it, which you never see in anime, I think, really. I you just those. see... I mean, you see the only the like, of... The only time they talk about, like, eating and shit is just, like, done super poorly of, like, girls, like, trying to, like, diet for, like, her, like, two pounds, and it's, like, the whole focus of an episode. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Love Live. The shit episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is only for like an episode here too, but yeah. it isn't it isn't handled as poorly as Love Live. I thought when you said the only time they talk about eating disorder, I thought you were gonna say Tokyo Ghoul for a second. I'm like, that's a, that's a weird choice. That, that is a weird choice. <laughs> it is an eating disorder, I guess technically. <laughs> oh, I know. True. True. That's great. You be, once you become a ghoul, you can't have human food no more except for coffee. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I think Kageki Shoujo was my sleeper hit of the season. I will call it that now. Nice. Like, it is the show I did not have any expectations of going in. Actually, I did have an expectation. I expected it to be a Yuri Beatty, Yuri ish show mm-hmm. to say. And I am proud to say I was wrong. Yeah, I think this show's like climbed in score. Every time I like look at it, I feel like it's going higher. Yeah, it's currently at like a seven, seven, eight. Seven, eight, three, seven, eight, four or something. Yeah. Oh, it's even higher than when I looked last. No, it, it earns every point of that, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. I believe that covers all of my shows. Shaky, all of your stuff's been covered? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, Love Live, uh, but that's still airing. I mean, I get, yeah, Love Live's still airing. Uh, I have not what watched the last more, episode. No, Love Live is only one more. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's it just, just, had, it just had four two weeks of delays. delays. I had three right. or four weeks of delays because of Olympics. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the only other thing that I haven't finished yet is because there was a technical issue on either the production side or the translation side for Magia Record. Uh, some of the audio is just complete garbage and subtitles aren't lining up. Oh. Here it is Madoka and it's got the Magia Record gang meeting up with the OG cast of Madoka, this oh. core, so I'm all for it. Ooh, I that's another one that like I'll get to. I, I had a busy month, okay. <laughs> might, might as well just wait until the last episode gets fixed. You can watch all eight episodes at once. Yeah, probably. I'll probably want to binge that because I I surprisingly liked the first season of Magia Record a lot. A lot of people weren't fans of the first season of Magia Record, and I can see why, but I really enjoyed it, too. It's it's different from the original series, like, significantly. Yes. But not necessarily in a bad way. Nope. But with that, we have finished the main topic for today. All right, Which well. I guess leaves us with 
this week's selection of wife, who's best girl of preferably new IPs for this season. That would be Shinoaki from Remake, Our Life. I loved my little country bumpkin. Yeah, she's really cute. Artist, and I'm going to miss her and her now non-existent daughter. <laughs> yeah, rip, rip, rip Maki, episode 7 through episode 11. Uh, actually, like, rip 8 or 9 through episode 12. You will be missed. You hate to see it. <laughs> but yeah, Shinoaki, uh, She's just no platinum generation. Not the author, not the voice actress or mm-hmm. musician, but the artist. And you get to watch her grow as a character, and then you get to watch her be demoralized as a character through the course of the show. Yeah. But you and also you get... get to see the influence that in the world through another character. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like that Ooh. angle. That was cool. Yeah, that that was a very way that they brought in uh I forgot her name. Akari Minari? Something like that. Yeah, the the artist that Kyoya is get to finish character designs for his mobile game. Oh, that poor gotcha. Fun intro with Shinohaki too. Yeah. They just wanted he just wanted some of MC's yogurt, alright? Yeah. He, she was tired. She just slept in his bed because she didn't have hers yet. No he problem. was there, and they had milk. There you no, go. but you get to you get to watch that fun introduction of her character. You get to watch the growth of her character, the fall of her character, and then her her picking the pen back up at the end of at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Really, it it hit me. I liked it. Yeah, it was nice. It was t- be like, yeah, I picked up the game that you told me to try, and. ISA Minari's art was really good. It made me want to draw again. And it's just so nice. It was yeah. it was super nice to it was see a good that the girl inspired to be her inspiration to get back into drawing. Because when you heard at the uh, like it it broke my heart just a little bit when Kyoya's like, What are you doing for Comic Cat? She's like, I haven't drawn in years. What are you talking about? And I'm like, oof, yeah, oof, size large. And I'm like, oh. But much like how Shinoaki's dreams came crashing to an end at one point, so does this episode of Weeps Without Wives. <laughs> we have been your hosts, Ryan, Noah, and Shiki. And to this, we say farewell. <laughs> uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get a hold of us at Weaves No Waifus, or you can leave us an email, uh, drop us an email at weave.com. Uh, we'll take any show you want there. Uh, I think the next episode we're probably going to be covering will be Fall Look Ahead. So look forward to that when it drops. Peace. See ya.